Hey everyone, it's Brian from Wicked Good Everything, and I just wanted to thank you so much for checking out episode one of Brian and Dylan Take on the World. This podcast is about two years in the making, and I'm really excited to share it with you. So without further delay, here is episode one. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode one of Brian and Dylan Take on the World. What's up? I am, what's up? <laughs> I am your co-host, Dylan. And I'm Brian. Very, very nice. Brian, I am very excited. Yeah, I'm so excited too. We're finally doing this podcast. We, we worked together for like a year, like a year ago at this point. And we always were like, oh, we should definitely do a podcast or something. It's finally happening right now. Dude, it has been long coming. We have been bouncing ideas back and forth off each other for, like you said, about a year. Yes, some of them uh, are really bad. So yes. if you guys don't love this podcast immediately, just remember, it could have been a lot worse. Brian and I have been in the planning stages of writing about four or five scripts. Yep. Um, those never came to fruition. Uh, Not yet. But, uh, hey, man, here we are. We are we're officially recording. Hopefully you hit record, right? Yeah, uh, let me double check. Yes, we are recording. All right, good. All right, so we're off to the we're off to the right track here. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good so far. All right, so to, to try and give like a little bit of of a game plan for what we're gonna try to do with this podcast. Um, I consider Brian and I. I, w- I don't think nerds is the right uh, terminology, but we are very into all different aspects of entertainment. Yes. Um, so we want to try and cover anything from movies and TV to video games. Um, maybe eventually dabble into some sort of music that we both like. Mm-hmm. Um, we even have discussed uh, covering things such as graphic novels and reviewing graphic novels. Um, yes, yeah, so once I actually make it on my promise to read the graphic novels that I bought for this podcast, yes. we are definitely going to do that. We have a lot of segments that we're going to be calling the very, very late segments. Um, <laughs> so we could be recording and reviewing uh, movies that have been out for 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, 10 months. Uh, we could be re- recording certain uh, graphic novels that have been out for about a year and a half that right. Brian has not read yet, even though he's had it. Hey, well, um, in fairness, Max Landis wrote it, and then when I bought it, a lot of stuff came down about Max Landis, so I felt weird about it for a minute. But you talked me into reading it for the actual illustrations over the story and that makes me feel a little better about it yes so we will likely get around to that um i think first and foremost we're probably going to be likely covering movies a lot Mm -hmm. um luckily we're in the age where superhero movies come out every like three months yeah Um, feels like every two days but yeah yeah so i don't think we're gonna uh, run out of content um the movie we're going to be reviewing today is black panther um which has i mean yeah, that, that that has been out for like about a week. Um, so this will be a slightly late review. Um, but, you know, we had to meet up with our lawyers and come to a contractual agreement between Brian and I in order for me yes. to suffer through an hour with them. Absolutely. You know, it's tough. Um, that's why, like, most people on the channel just do one show with me because anything more, they would just quit immediately. We do have a show that we have not put out yet that we talk about how much we hate Brian. Yes. So <laughs> it's a group stay, stay It's like the writing table with Jim Rash, but Jim Rash is just asking all of you guys, why do you hate Brian so much? So uh, we, we hope to be putting out a lot of content. We're going to try and uh, stay on top of it. Um, we aim to be putting out episodes every every Monday yes. uh, if possible, you know, but we both work full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll try to stay on top of it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping to do um, 
big movie review is the night of. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will say record on the Thursday night that say Avengers Infinity War comes out, and we'll hope to have the full spoiler review uh, come out on that Monday. So yeah, that's something we actually didn't touch on. Um, I think we should just be like, hey guys, this is a spoiler podcast. If you don't want to hear about the plot of Black Panther. Like, and because you haven't seen it yet, which seems unlikely because it feels like everybody's seen it at this point. Um, just watch the movie, then come back here. We will be spoiling the crap out of any movie we touch. Yeah. Um, 100%. I, I mean, I, I, I have listened to uh, spoiler free podcasts before, you know, but uh, we're aiming to put out, like I said, about one podcast a week. So, you know, we're just going to really just do a deep dive, spoiler heavy discussion. Yeah. Um, and that's what we'll be doing today. Today, we will be reviewing Black Panther. Uh, as previously mentioned, so if you have not seen it yet, please shut off this podcast, uh, rate and review, and then come back when yeah. you have finally seen it. Just give us a preemptive five stars. Yes. Uh, so, Brian, uh, I think first off, we want to uh, start some of these shows where we're going to really just briefly touch up on like current uh, stories in the news. Yeah. Um, definitely, we'll stay entertainment uh, with in the entertainment subject. Yes, um, I think that's generally the kind of audience we want to cultivate is uh people who want to escape reality just like yes maybe. yeah so we're uh we're recording here like i said on the thursday night after uh black panther has been out so it's been out for about a week now mm-hmm. um and it has been crushing the <laughs> box office yeah man, that uh, is very true <laughs> I, I believe it had the fifth biggest opening ever which mm-hmm. is incredible because black panther is by no means a main marvel character mm-hmm. um and obviously, this is the first Black Panther movie, so that is very impressive. Last I checked, it was at 242 million, which has completely surpassed Justice League's entire domestic run. It's pretty um, sad for DC. Sad for DC. Very, very impressive for Marvel and Black yes. Panther. Um, I mean, but that's just what Marvel does. And uh, yeah, I mean, and we're talking about this going before we go into the second week of Black Panther, so I can't even. I can't even wait to see what these numbers look like when we uh, when this podcast comes out on Monday. So. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like um, Jenny and I recorded those fake nerds updates on Sunday before we went to see the movie. It was 192 million. By the time I got to the theater, it had already crossed 200 million. So the update that was coming out not until uh, Wednesday was already out of date. Like 20 minutes later. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a, it's a huge movie. There's no other way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll hear in our review later uh, of why it's such a huge movie. Um, also, I want to quickly talk about, if you hear some heavy breathing, that's because I have been nervously drinking margaritas. I am drinking because I am excited, but I am also drinking because it's National Margarita Day. So, uh, that's, that's, cheers, Brian. Cheers. My uh, my fiance made my first drink before she left pre-podcast. Um and then I quickly and very nervously drank that and then ran to the kitchen and made a new one only to realize I did not put any type of mixer or anything in there. So I am drinking straight tequila right now. So I'm kind of bouncing around <laughs> in my seat. So I apologize for that. Right, that's um, the best way to drink a mar- t- uh, margarita. Yeah. So, me. yeah. So I apologize if I get a little bit jittery, but I'm also very excited. So yeah, and if you hear any uh, heavy breathing for me, it's just because I'm fat, out of shape. Oh yeah, we should touch up on as well as me. It's it. I just wanted to hide behind the margarita, but it's, it's definitely because of that as well. Um, I, no, I have been to the gym once or twice in the past year. So, yeah. me and maybe in my life. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not a gym rat. So I just want to get that out. Of the I'm very handsome though. I'm fluffy, is what I tell people. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So, so what is our first story? Let's get into that. 
So our next our next story um, is going to be uh, Mark Hamill is finally getting a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Well deserved. Which uh, today I learned that Mark Hamill did not have a star in the Hollywood Walk. Of Fame. <laughs> that was very surprising to me too. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. Um, apparently, I was reading into it. Apparently, somebody has to sponsor you for the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They have to put up about forty grand. Oh my god, guys! Um, why have we not sponsored Mark Hamill before this? It's it's wild. Um, <laughs> How do we I, let I, this slip through the cracks? I honestly thought I had seen like in a story from like the 1990s somehow just pop up like on my Google News. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Mark Hamill's finally getting a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I mean, good for him. Yeah, great for him. I mean, who doesn't love Mark Hamill? Yeah, if you don't like Mark Hamill, you don't you don't like life. Yeah, exactly. You don't. You probably don't like movies. You're probably just a generally unhappy person. Yeah. Um, we uh, Brian and I actually have worked together. We did review Last Jedi together. Yes. Um, I would about about two months ago. I can't believe it's already been that long since the movie came out. Um, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I was gonna make a joke. But I can't <laughs> believe that movie was that long. I just I don't really want to talk deeply about the Last Jedi, other than to mention Mark Hamill's really good in it. Yeah, no, Mark Hamill's really good in everything. So finally getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Congrats, Mark Hamill. Um, congratulations. And sadly, the story will be about three days old when this podcast comes out. But hey, that's all right. That's all right. Not everyone's going to be plugged in. People are very busy. So I don't really feel bad about repeating news stories. Perfect. And uh, for our final story day, it's actually been a very slow day. Uh, Of course, things are probably going to pop off uh, this weekend. And then when we review it uh, next weekend, Mm -hmm. it will be irrelevant. Um, (laughs) But also the Fortnite uh, patch in season three battle pass came out today. Brian, I know you're not huge on Fortnite yet, but I am mm-hmm. very embarrassingly big on Fortnite. Um, my soon-to-be marriage is in jeopardy because of how much Fortnite <laughs> I play. Um, Already I, off the uh, from the jump. Yeah, I have slept on the couch because of how much Fortnite I've been playing, and I'm not proud of it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, season three Battle Pass came out today. There has been a lot of updates now on consoles. Uh, it has gone from 30 frames per second to 60. Okay, so, so good that's kind of a that's double. That's a big upgrade um, for the consoles that can support sixty. Um, the battle pass obviously comes out with new skins and things like that. Uh, they changed the building in the game, which is now um, congruent to the PC building, which is good because the PC was a thousand times easier. Um, so people are very very happy about that. That that's definitely good. I think that's the big draw for Fortnite, and I think that's part of the reason. There are a lot of reasons PUBG is falling behind, but a big part of the reasons falling behind is because of the building aspect of Fortnite. It's so it changes the game so much. Like at any moment, anything feels possible in that game. Where like PUBG is kind of like, okay, this building's here. Every time I play this map, this building's gonna be here. With pub with uh, Fortnite, it's more unpredictable. Yeah, um, I, I I haven't played PUBG, um, but. I'm huge on Fortnite. It's just, it's fun. Um, uh, Fortnite has done a, like an incredible job of communicating with their fans, uh, with their customers. Um, they stay on top of Twitter. They had uh, some bumps in the road about a month ago uh, with some tech issues. Um, and given it was annoying that you basically couldn't play for about a day or two. Uh, but their company does a very, very good job of staying on top and keeping their uh, fans happy. So, you know, kudos to Fortnite. Yeah, and uh, PUBG doesn't really do that. No, PUBG stinks. Don't want to throw shade, but... I'm officially calling this the anti-PUBG podcast. <laughs> it's it's in so the I'm starting flag, that flag now, is but... planted. 
Yes, so there's no turning back. Uh, so now I have to go to Fortnite. I have to uninstall PUBG. So, that, like I said, it's been a slow news day. Those have been some of our stories. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind, we're still trying to find our footing with this podcast, so we appreciate everyone who is still listening. Uh, Grandma, I think you're the only one still there, so thank you for but sticking around. We appreciate around. it quite a bit. Yes, and Grandma, I need money to do some of my laundry, so... <laughs> He's definitely not going to spend it on uh, skins for Fortnite. No, totally not. And I'm totally not saving up all of my other money to buy a PlayStation Pro. Right. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, feature attraction time? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I think we're just going to cut to a quick break. And when we come back, we will be reviewing Black Panther. I'll live entire life waiting for this moment. I a lot. Just to get here. Killed in America. Afghanistan. Iraq. I took life. My own brothers and sisters here on this continent. And all this death. Just so I could you. Alright guys, welcome back. Um, as you've heard, we will be reviewing Black Panther right now. Um, Black Panther 2018, directed by Ryan Coogler, written by Ryan Coogler and Robert Joe Robert Cole, starring Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lapita Nyong'o, Denai Guerrero, and Letitia Wright. I apologize. There's a there's a lot of a lot of fun names on here. Yes. Um, after the death of his father, T'Challa returns home to the African nation of Wakanda to take his rightful place as king. When a powerful enemy suddenly appears, T'Challa's medal as king and as Black Panther gets tested when he's drawn into a conflict that puts the fate of Wakanda and the entire world at risk. So, Brian, the way we're going to be doing these movie reviews, right? Um, we have developed a scoring system. Indeed we have. And we're going to be having five categories, and we'll be ranking them by story, characters, acting, special effects, and scenery. And each one of those categories are, are scored 1 to 10. Um, so say after all those fives, for example, we have a score of 46 and we will both have our individual scores. Yeah. Say we have a score of 46. Um, we will be rating the movie a 4.6 out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty simple. It's on basically on a scale of one to 50 and then we just reduce that down to single digits. Sounds good to me. Um, for movies that we are doing that will not have a special effects category um, obviously like the Phantom Thread I don't think will be nominated for any special effects or the Oscars probably not um, we will be removing the special effects category and putting five points into story and into acting alright sounds good to me so uh, I think I can safely say now I freaking love this movie <laughs> I, I have to concur the movie was awesome uh, normally I would say let's wait for our score but there's going to be no way for me to hide it I absolutely love this movie um, I thought I, I I thought it was one of the better superhero movies I've seen um, I think it's definitely up it's definitely top 3 Marvel um, mm-hmm. I, I would say definitely top f- 5 maybe all time superhero movies it's tough for me to think of, of 5 obviously you have the Dark Knight yeah. um, outside of that and probably like uh, Dark Knight Returns or the Dark Knight Rises, Rises sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's, that's the comic. <laughs> yeah, we are saving that for when Brian eventually reads that as well. <laughs> right. Um, but this is a very, very good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredibly solid. The acting, all the actors, 
are tremendous in it. And it's the thing is with Marvel, you're like sitting there, kind of being like, all right, when is it gonna like? When are they gonna make a kind of crappy movie? Because it's been 17 movies, they've all been at least solid to very good, and then they just keep getting better. Thor was awesome, and this was awesome. Seth, yeah, Mar- Marvel is on as hot of a streak as you can be. I don't. I don't think Marvel ever will make a bad movie, and um, and probably their only bad movie will be ironically bad. <laughs> right, right. Uh, like, should we just do it? Should we just make a bad movie? Their bad movie would be a satirical, like Howard the Duck movie. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, this movie it's just everything was was just it was it was just perfect. The music, uh, everything. Um, but you know what? I feel like we're kind of jumping ahead. I we should really let's just jump into our first category. All right, story. Let's do story. it. Story. Uh, switch off you want to go first sure um i thought the added a interesting dynamic of actually let's be honest a lot of the marvel movies especially the origin ones have the trope of superhero versus the other side of the coin of the same superhero a bad guy with his powers a lot of them do it but this movie actually gives you a reason to care about the bad guy with the same powers so I feel like that alone elevates it above a lot of those other, you know, like Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, um, Iron Man 2. A lot of those, it's, uh, it actually cares about the characters. It gives you a lot of backstory. It gives you a scene that kind of seems like a non-sequitur at the beginning of the film that comes back to play an important role. It's satisfying at the end. You understand the motivations, one, to keep Wakanda a secret, and then two, to kind of self-evaluate and decide that at the end they're going to branch out to the rest of the world and become like a new world superpower when the entire world only viewed them as a farming village. Yeah, um, I agree. I thought the story was phenomenal. It was one of the things that I think that made this story great because it wasn't a one-dimensional Marvel movie like we have gotten before. Um, and even though it has worked for Marvel, um, they kind of went a little... Ryan Coogler went a little bit of a different way, and it, it worked. Yeah. Um, to touch on that first scene you were talking about, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> we were in Oakland in the 90s. Hmm. Um, I thought I might have stumbled into Straight out of Compton or something. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, uh, there was some Kendrick play in the background. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what was going on, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, like we said, this is a spoiler podcast. Yes. All of a sudden, we get T'Challa's father, mm-hmm. the original Black Panther, in Oakland, coming with a ship, um, and we soon find out that he's there to see his brother. Uh, sorry, I have all the names in front of me. Injubo, Injobo. I'm gonna get better at these names. Mm, okay, I mean, yeah. Uh, played by Sterling K. Brown from uh, This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole scene really sets up the entire movie. Um, it gives uh, it, it gives reasoning to our villain, which we'll get into a, a little bit later. Um, but from the jump there, I was just... It, it worked. Um, and then from, from there, we jump to uh, Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, which this takes place right after Civil War. Um, I, I think it's, it was about a week after right. Civil War happened. Um, and just really from there on, like the movie just, it just clicked. Uh, we get Black Panther, we get him uh, jumping in the jungle to save Lupita Nyong'o, who plays Nakia. 
she's great because she's great in everything. She yeah, she's All great in everything. Um, <laughs> we learn that she's basically like this Wakandan spy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the movie jumps, and then like I said, it's it's it's. I want to talk about everything at once. I know, right? That's how I feel. Oh, like, oh, yeah. um, no, it was it was just fan- fantastic, and then just the whole story with Killmonger mm-hmm. was just so good, and it, it actually it made you care. It made you care about about the villain. Mm-hmm. I at some point uh, found myself uh, feeling for the villain, yes. uh, which I can't really say like like the Joker. You don't like feel for the Joker, right? You just you might like the Joker, it. but yeah. you don't feel for the Joker. You don't feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. I found myself feeling bad for Killmonger, and. Uh, I mean, we'll get into this in our later category, but I thought Michael B. Jordan was made that role. I, I can't imagine someone else playing that role um, as well as he did. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's just so fucking good at acting. And so good. Now we know why he's Ryan Coogler's boy. Fruitvale um, yeah. Station and Creed. Michael B. Jordan can act his ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he really, I, I think he made that role. I think he made the story. Um and just like the anger in him was just it was just awesome mm-hmm. and you kind of like you understood why they're like there was there was a method behind his madness there was a reasoning he was doing all this and it was for revenge and honestly if anybody if any of us were in that situation we'd probably do the same yeah it's like you might not agree with what he's doing but you understand on a base level his motivations and that's all you really need like obviously other than a good performance but if you can understand why the villain's doing something it can give you pause and actually evaluate the situation as a whole that's just successful storytelling 101 yeah um and, and uh, i think the chemistry between him and Kat, uh, chadwick boseman for the very little time mm-hmm. uh, they had together um and that was really my only gripe was that we had didn't have enough time of black panther and killmonger together right. um no i mean uh if i'm giving the story a score i'm, I'm giving it a Eight out of ten. I'm giving it eight points. Eight, eight out of ten. Um, I will. I will go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go eight. I was gonna go like seven point five, but I think the more we're talking about it now, and the more I'm thinking about it, it really is fantastic, and I just enjoy it so much. So I'll go eight as well. All right. So that is going to be two eights for us for story. Hey, Brian. I just realized I did not bring a piece of paper to write this down do you by any chance have any yes, way over yes. <laughs> I I like that. i said ladies and gentlemen this is our first episode so please we're new we're new please ignore the terribleness of it <laughs> oh man so yeah do you want to get right into characters let's do it um kind of piggybacking off of what we just did killmonger um killmonger excuse me mm-hmm. um he he, I, I think he was by far the best character in the movie. Yeah. With a movie with a lot of very, very good characters. Um, he had reasoning to him being a bad guy, and honestly, in his own world, he was the good guy. In a lot of people's world, he was the good guy. Mm. Um, he was getting revenge. He was doing what he thought was right. He was trying to get what was his. Mm. Um, and he was really just taking revenge for his father against his cousin and his uncle, who killed his father in what he thought was cold blood. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, uh, I'm gonna have to probably say that my next favorite character was uh, T'Challa's sister Shuri. Oh yes, I think I'm saying that correctly. Uh, Letitia Wright, and I am so sorry if I mispronouncing that, but Letitia Wright, fucking, stole almost every scene she was in. Yes, any scene that didn't have Michael B. Jordan, she stole. Right. Uh, she was. Hands down, probably uh, the funny. I think the funniest character in this in this movie. Um, 
and her comedy didn't seem uh, corny or anything like that. Uh, it worked. Um, her chemistry with her big brother T'Challa um, was really like it made you rem- uh, remind you of like your own brother or sister. Yeah, it felt real. Uh, That's the big thing. Yeah, no, I thought she was fantastic, and I haven't seen her in anything else. I guess she's in the final episode of Black Mirror in the mm-hmm. new season, which I have not seen the final episode yet. Nor I. I've only seen um, the first one from the season. Yeah, but I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see her. I'm very excited to see her in, in more things now. Um, I mean, but the character itself, the character that she's basically like, she's as smart as Tony Stark, mm-hmm. um, and she's basically leading. She's a, I would say, what, what is she? Uh, 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 like a teenager? Or would you say a little bit older? Um, I'd say for the movie, she's probably 17, 18. Yeah, and she's leading. She's basically the technological leader in this country of... And she's using all the vibranium for to create her own little... Like the like the uh, the Black Panther suit. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything she did was just... It was just incredible. She was funny. Uh, I thought she was a great character. Um, yeah, it kind of made me think, like... I've, I've always been a little bit worried for Marvel. Not that they need me to worry for on their behalf, but it's like, man, what's going to happen when Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to be Iron Man anymore? Honestly, and I don't think this is a hot take, just just have her be the new Iron Man. No, I don't think it's a hot take either. I mean, I think she can definitely take over the uh, technological aspect mm. for the Panthers. I mean, for the Avengers, sorry. Yeah, I mean, um, right? She, imagine the stuff she'd be doing with the Iron Man suit. I really don't think that's a hot take either, because um, I do know in the comics that there is an Iron Man. Um, on, I don't think it's Black Panther's sister, but it seems to kind of work. I think there's a female Iron Man in the comics, um, and I do know that uh, they're really they're moving on. They're, I think they're in Phase Three right now of Marvel, so they're not going to keep Robert Downey Jr. forever. So yeah, I can see her as like the new like tech whiz of hmm. the Avengers. Um, but yeah, I thought she was great. Um, I mean, after that, and I'm I'm glad to bring this up. Uh, Andy Serkis's Claw, I thought, was really good as well. Oh no, um, no doubt, he was wonderful. He is just such like a ridiculous character. Um, <laughs> he's like I I don't even know like what like what country he's from. Um, I'm assuming South African, maybe. I think so because he says he's going back to South Africa on that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so um, and he's like apparently like I don't think he was joking when he said that. He had a SoundCloud link to his album. Oh, that was so good. Oh um, and I was—I actually read that there was people online searching to see if it was a real SoundCloud link, right? To see if there was like some sort of Easter egg in there, and unfortunately there wasn't. Oh man, missed opportunity. But I thought that was hilarious. I thought he was a good, a great character. I never read any of the Black Panther comics or anything like that going into this movie. Right. I guess he's—I guess he's a big bad guy in the comics as well. Mm, um, yeah. I was a little sad to see them kill him off because I thought he was a I thought he was just a, a fun character. I was surprised because um, he's in another he's in Ultron, right? Is he? Yeah, doesn't he? Doesn't he in Age of Ultron? Ultron accidentally cuts his arm off. You're a hundred percent right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so right I, was, now. I was surprised they killed him off. I was like, oh yeah, they set him up. This guy's gonna be like down the road. I honestly thought he was gonna be the bad guy of Black Panther when that happened, but. Uh, Obviously, I, they went a better way, I think. I also failed to mention that I only saw Age of Ultron once in the movie theaters because I didn't think it was that good. Right, right. Uh, but no, Brian, you just, you just, you just, I'm woke now. <laughs> woke to any circus. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, I thought he was just a fun little, like, secondary villain. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to like about him mm-hmm. if you were in the real, real world, uh, but he was just a funny guy. Yeah. Um, I liked his arm. Uh, it was, like, creepy. 
It looks like a doll arm. It was weird, especially in the end credits when they show, in the end credits when it's all made of like the sand that yeah. Sharif is for like the, for the to detect things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was creepy when they show his arm opening the sand too. Yeah, that was a little bit creepy. I was oh. I was kind of wondering. Um, I feel like there was a little bit of missed opportunity. They could have had his arm be powered from like the weapons from uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I thought because yep. that's what it looked like to me at first. Yeah. Like, yep. I even like leaned over to Jenny in the theater and I was like, oh, I bet that's from Spider-Man Homecoming. And then like two seconds later, it's like, oh, this will blow up um, vibranium cars because it's a vibranium weapon. And I was like, nope, I'm wrong. Okay, never mind. I also think that maybe perhaps we're getting a glimpse into uh, the Winter Soldier's future for mm. what his arm, when he's going to get his arm Ooh, back. That could, that could be fun. Um, we do see Winter Soldier at the very, very end of this movie mm-hmm. um, in the secondary after credit scene. We And we also see that he has an arm in the uh, Infinity War trailer. Yes. So maybe there's a little bit of a claw in his in, in Winter Soldier. Yeah, um, definitely. So, Brian, I think I'm giving these characters... I'm going to go with 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Um, I, I'm going to go 9 because just... Because oh. of Eric Killmonger. <laughs> He's the well, best villain other than Loki. Straight up. I honestly, I mean, I think I take him over Loki, but uh, I do think that there was some, I mean, ah, I got to stick with my score. I can't, I, but I think I think nine's fair as well. I, I can't go back on it. Uh, maybe I'm just like too hyped about the movie because all my scores are pretty, pretty high. <laughs> um, so, all right. So far, uh, you gave it, you have an eight and a nine. I have an eight and a seven. So, Clearly, this movie is going to be rated fairly well. Yes. Um, into our third category, which I think will be getting a rather high score as well, we have acting. So. Yeah, so there's not a bad performance in this movie. Like, everybody's awesome. Uh, Denai Guerrera, uh, I, lo- I love her from The Walking Dead, and she yep. kicked ass in this movie. Yep. Like, straight up. Um we already touched on Lapita. Uh, she's awesome in everything. You can just count mm-hmm. on her. Mm-hmm. Like money. Michael B. Jordan, amazing villain, really compelling. Chadwick Boseman, probably the perfect Black Panther. And then uh, we add a little bit of Martin Freeman in there for some some fun. Let's um, let's really dive deep into Michael Michael B. Jordan. I honestly think that there, it's not a hot take with this either. That maybe best supporting actor. I'm not saying he'll win it. I wouldn't be totally, totally, totally shocked mm-hmm. if he somehow got nominated because I have no idea what 2018 has in store for us. Right. Um, I thought, I thought he he, I think his acting made that entire role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the writing around it, around his character, really gave him the motivation. But I think Michael B. Jordan really, really sold that. Um, and like you said, he's just he's just a really fucking good actor. Yeah. Uh, Creed. He was nominated for best actor in uh, Fruitvale Station, so he's already he's already got the nom for one. Yep. Creed was just really fucking good. It was fun, but he was also very good in that movie. Yeah, Creed uh, is actually one of my all time favorite movies. I love that movie. It is very good. Um, I mean, he was in he was in I think one of his first roles was The Wire. I don't know if you've seen The mm-hmm. Wire, but he's good in um, that as a kid. Yep, he really. I mean, it's really like heartbreaking his role in that, but he yeah, makes man. that entire yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um. And then Friday Night Lights, which I think was his big, big coming out party, and then Chronicle as well. But this movie, he he crushed it. There's no other way to put it. Um, 
if he if he doesn't get nominated, he still is probably deserving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he was very very good, and I don't think it's that ridiculous to say. And this these aren't my own words. I I read this somewhere. Um, that he was likely probably the in my opinion the best uh the best performance since the best acting performance of a bad guy since uh, Heath Ledger. I wouldn't argue with that. Um, the only I think thing that's, that I think that's, I think that's him, slightly a hot take. Slightly. Right. Um, the only thing I think that uh, might hurt him is that it's a superhero movie and generally they don't yep. reward superhero movies, which is kind of silly if you ask part me. me but... uh, part of me, uh, not to totally get off track now, part of me with Heath Ledger, um, I think his death played a big part in him getting nominated. Right. I think he totally deserved to win that award because yeah. I, I mean – for someone to act and for you to forget who's who's acting or like who's in that person mm-hmm. that's phenomenal and I and like I didn't if his face wasn't so perfect I didn't forget that this was Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. uh, but I probably would have forgot because of how well he acted like he, he like he is Killmonger um, I can't see anyone else playing that role and like he just like he almost had you rooting for Killmonger over Black Panther at one point right um, so I mean, I thought he was really good, but to, to piggyback off you, I, I think I think a lot of these roles, um, I think that they were blandly acted outside of Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Um, I thought Letitia Wright as uh, Shuri was probably second up. It was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denai Guerrera as Akoi, um, she was phenomenal. I thought she did a really good job. I mean, she's great in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like the only reason I would still like consider tuning into Walking <laughs> Dead because of how good she is. Yeah, and uh, uh, I was kind of mad because that brief tangent, the first half of the season, she's like not in it, and then I was like, oh, she's probably filming um, this. By the way, I am officially declaring this an anti Walking Dead podcast as well. <laughs> um, I do not like what has happened to Walking Dead, so we are now an anti PUBG and an anti Walking Dead podcast. And if anyone, anybody calls in talking about any of that, I will cut you off immediately. Um, I have a lot of people on hold calling yes. right now, so we'll get to you guys uh, maybe in the next episode over. Um, oh, man. Yeah, no, and even Andy Serkis. I wish we need more of Andy Serkis not in CGI. Right. Um, um, he's a legit he, actor. He is. Oh, he's, he, dude, he's buff, too. <laughs> oh, he got he's, ripped, yeah. He's a ripped, dude. Um, I don't know if some of that is from him playing Caesar, but that is that – is, he's a, he's an in-shape guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I actually have to be on screen. Maybe I should uh, lift all the weights. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, overall, I, I I think this was a, I think outside of Michael B. Jordan, I think this was an okay acting movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was anything, um, anything to write home about outside of Michael B. Jordan. But that doesn't. There was no bad acting. Like nobody did a bad performance in this. I mean, Christ, you have Angela Bassett, Forrest Whit- Whitaker. Um, the new guy Winston Duke as Umbaku, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. I've never seen. I don't know. I've, I haven't seen what he's been in before. I don't. If anything, I he was phenomenal. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, I totally botched that last name. Um, from Get Out and uh, Black Mirror, he was. He. I mean, he's a he's a fantastic actor. Martin Freeman, Tisha Wright, Denai Guerrero, Lupita Nyong'o. These are all like essentially Oscar nominated people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's and I think it's also tough with superhero movies for someone to really act their their balls off. Right. Um. So I I, I kind of think it was like bland for everybody else, but I also think they're perfect for for the role. Mm-hmm. Um. But outside of Michael B. Jordan, uh, I I probably give this like 
a six out of ten, but with Michael B. Jordan, I'm I'm gonna give this uh, uh eight out of ten. Michael B. Jordan honestly give this like two extra points because of how good he was. All right, I am gonna go with a seven and a half. We can do halves, right? I don't I don't think we can. Oh my god. Okay, my bad. All right, so I'm gonna go with a seven. Seven. The only reason I, I wouldn't go with halves because like we kind of like we turn it into like yeah, a single digit. Um, so don't try to break my rules again. <laughs> is I, well, I had another half later, so I was like, oh, it'll be fine. But now just remove the halves. No, no, I think a seven is very fair. And after me going on that tangent about how bland it was and to still give it an eight, it's more of a testament to just how fucking good Michael B. Jordan was. Mm-hmm. Um, and like like I said, I'm trying to figure out who's not Oscar nominated in this. Probably Denai Guerrero yeah. because she's more TV. TV. Letitia Wright because she's new. I I feel like Martin Freeman could possibly have been nominated. Definitely not for Bilbo, but maybe for yeah, something else. Um, Winston Duke probably not, but other than that, Sterling K. Brown. Actually, I don't know if Sterling K. Brown was an Oscar nominated, but he's certainly Emmy nominated. He's a fantastic actor on TV. Right. Uh, other than that, like I, there was a lot of acting talent in this, and I just think I think a lot of it had to do with the superhero movie because you do have to have those cheesy lines in it. You have to have those cheesy. Lines. Yeah. This is one of those movies that I didn't think had that much. Um, but I really, I just Michael B. Jordan stole the show. I think this would be lower rated for me, like I said, if without him, but. I think he was he was just that good, so I'm 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 firmly sticking to my eight point eight out of ten. Yeah, no, that's uh, entirely fair. Um, you said Daniel uh, Kaluuya, Kaluuya. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He is nominated right now, right? He got nominated for Get Out. Yeah. yeah. So crazy, crazy cast. So much talent on this cast. Um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, seven, eight, somewhere in that range. Um, I think. To get like a nine or a ten, it has to be just transcendent, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't think I'll probably go near those, maybe ever. <laughs> like it would have yeah. to be like, oh, this person. Not only this one person deserves an Oscar, but like everyone on the cast deserves Oscars. Yeah. yeah. For a ten, but uh, yeah, just really solid. So should we move on to the special effects? Special effects. So, um. There was nothing really that blew me out of the water with this movie. Yeah, special same. effects. Yeah, yeah. Um, I and this will be going into our our next topic. I thought the locations were very very good. Mm-hmm. I don't think a whole lot of special effects was needed for that. I also don't know. Um, a lot of the special effects were needed in um, standard places like Claw's arm. Uh, I'm sure like the vibranium train down below. Um, things like her, uh, like Sherry's little like I don't even know what to call it like the sand like thing that you know will show like when he picked up the car Mm. and he removed the roof off of the car in the very beginning you can see all the guys in it it's like a high tech sand I don't even know what to call that yeah um I think they had a certain name for it in the movie but uh they surprisingly did not send me like like a DVD copy yeah I can't believe they should have been Uh, uh, up on this podcast yeah so I'm still waiting for them to reimburse my $12 to go see but uh yeah, so I haven't had a chance to review it for a second time. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I don't think this is something that we can really touch too much on for special effects. Um, no, there's one thing I need to say. Um, I don't sure. know if it's just because I'm getting old or whatnot, or if this is a problem a lot of people have. I hadn't heard many people talk about it, but the fight scenes were a little hard to follow at times. And it might just be because they're two like, of the same suit like fighting each other, especially near sure. the end. Yeah. I was just like, I thought it was like a little too close for me to. Be, I was like, what, what the fuck's happening? 
I definitely I think a lot of the fight scenes had a lot going on in them. Mm-hmm. Um, for the one of the ending massive fight scenes, right. where basically all the fucking Wakandas fighting each other out, out in like this in this field. Yeah. Um, I think there was a lot going on there, a lot to follow. Um, that casino fight scene, although I thought it was very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. There is there's a lot going on. Um. So I think I think that's a very I think that's a fair fair thing to say. Yeah, there was really there was nothing that like blew me out of the water with this, and that's perfectly fine because like I said, this I I really think a lot of the story, a lot of this movie did not rely on action, and uh, I think a lot of it more uh, revolved around the story, the characters, and the acting. And honestly, it's refreshing to see that in a superhero movie, and so I'm perfectly fine with giving the special effects a lower score. Right. Um. So. But like my thing was like Creed. Yep. That la- that fight scene at the end of Creed is so good that I was like, why are these fight scenes not amazing? I think a lot of that too, because that's a movie. That's a movie that was basically building up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was probably a well choreographed uh, fight scene. Right. Um, I think a lot of that was real too. Right. Okay. I just think with, with like the special effects and like the fighting, because uh, fighting uh, the special effects would have had to go a lot into the fighting in this. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there was just it, there were, it wasn't anything special, and like I said, there there's nothing wrong with that uh, in my point of view. Um, it, it was de- it was definitely story and, and acting based, and and that's fine. Um, and other than that, it was just standard special effects by today's standards. Really, like there was nothing like Blade Runner or Star Wars anything like that that really like made me go wow. Um, there was nothing like from like Last Jedi with the um, ship crashing at, at in hyperspace yes. uh, that really made me like like shit my pants. Right. Um, but a, a, movie, a movie like this, I'm fine with that. I, I don't really need to rely on special effects. So I think, I think I'm gonna give this five, six. I'll give this a six, um, only because I don't want this category to bring down the, to the final score. Um, but I just I give it a six. It was all right. It was nothing bad. Mm-hmm. It was nothing great. Um, so I, I, yeah, I'll give it a six. I am also giving it a six. So, All right. I, like, yeah, so I think that's fair because, um, like I said, I just had some problems with the fight scenes, but the special effects in general were great. Not like you said, amazing, like solid. They weren't. There's nothing distractingly bad about any special effect. It's just not like, oh wow, that's amazing. All right. So you want to jump on our final category for the rating system? Yes. Yeah, so scenery is our scenery. last category, and I think probably by way of being set in Africa, uh, the most unique-looking Marvel movie in terms of scenes and different stuff, and then juxtaposed against the amazingness that was Wakanda. Um, I thought it was, a, it was a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, we go all over the world. Right. Uh, uh, we, see, we see Oakland. Um, we see Wakanda. We see South Korea. Wakanda, especially for obvious reasons, um, it's an African nation. It's a fictional, fictional African nation, but it has the beauty of Africa. Um, I thought uh, it was just amazing. Like the fight, the first um, tribal fight scene mm-hmm. between um, T'Challa and Umbaku on like the side of like I don't even what was that like a waterfall. Yeah, um, so scary. That was just <laughs> so cool. Um, that whole scene of like they're driving in the ship and they land and the whole thing separates and everybody's on the boats and they all crawl down and they're on the side. Mm-hmm. That was just, it was unbelievable. Um, probably my favorite scene though um, for scenery was when he goes into, I think it's called the Ancestral Lands. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it was very, very Lion King-ish, where we have, like, the starry nighttime sky. We have, like, this giant tree with all the panthers in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was beautiful, and they show it in the trailer, too. And I think that was definitely my visually favorite scene to look at. I mean, it was very, very cool. Um, yeah, and I liked the... what they did later on when it showed um, Killmonger going there. Yep. But it was, like, outside of the windows of his yep. Oakland apartment. I don't know. I liked that a lot, too. I, I think I think this is a visually well-put-together movie. Um, and this is coming from uh, Ryan Coogler, who has done movies set in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and then Baltimore, set... Baltimore, right? In uh, Creed. Uh, I thought, oh, is Fruitvale Station also set in Philadelphia? I, I totally forget where, I, I haven't seen Fruitvale Station in a while. I, I th- for some reason I thought Fruitvale Station was somewhere in California, but I could be wrong. Um, either way, for him to go out and he's, he's in Africa now, um, I just thought it was, a, I just thought it was, a, it was a beautiful movie. Um, it's in Oakland. It's in Oakland. It is Oakland. Okay. So yeah, I mean, he's, so yeah, he's done Oakland before too, but I mean, nothing like this. And I just thought it was, uh, whoever the cinematographer was too, I just thought this was a really, really good visually stunning movie. I'm, I'm giving this a 9 out of 10. That's exactly what I gave it. Alright, we're very on the same page on this movie. All right. um, I will say I really want to compliment the look of Wakanda, especially where they kind of merge the yes. like look of old Africa with like technology. So some of the buildings in the back, because I was curious, I was like, what are they going to do to make this like look like Africa but set like a thousand years ahead of where we are yep. today. And a lot of the architecture in the background had influences of, you know, different like thatched hut style, but it wasn't, you know, it was obviously the metal. And I just thought that was really nice, good attention to detail for stuff that wasn't like focused on heavily just in the background, which I appreciated. No, I'm, I'm glad you followed up on that too, because like we have like I'm assuming it was like the capital city mm-hmm. of Wakanda, where they're in like the high rises and all that. It looks like Coruscant from um, yeah, right, right. from Star Wars, and then like they go down to like the little part of the city, and mm-hmm. it's like there's huts. They're walking through like grass roads yeah. with like hovering ships above it, it's, and then when he crazy. goes out, when he goes out to um like the countryside, which I'm assuming was like the outskirts of Wakanda, like right mm-hmm. before like where it's not being hidden by like the trees and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep going. Then I want to talk about that too. No, no. Yeah. yeah. So when they're on the outside of like the farmland, um, with Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, um, it's just, it's all over the place. It's just everything. It was just beautiful. Yeah. So I was wondering, do you think, um, I'm sure somebody has an answer. And if you have an answer, hit us up on Twitter or in the YouTube comments. Is that like kind of a front that they like put people out there? To be like, oh, yep, this is Wakanda. So if anyone like flies over, they're like, oh yeah, that's Wakanda. I'm a, I'm 120 percent assuming that. Yeah, because yeah. like when they fly in, you have sheep herders, but the sheep herders clearly know that they, like they've seen this ship before. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely assuming that. Yeah. Right. It's cool. It's really cool. It was, uh, and this doesn't go in the scenery, but I mean, there's no other category you can go into, but like the whole just everything that they did, um, tribal wise. Um, it, it put me it put me in like a, in like Africa mode like it made me just want to dance around um it was it was awesome like everything they did like when they're getting ready for for him to be uh uh granted as king and all that and he's having his black panther powers taken away it was just it was just so good um you know and like we don't get a whole lot of movies set in Africa and when we do um we get the sad realism of a lot of African countries like beasts right. of no nation right um 
so it's nice to see one as beautiful as this. I definitely got a lot of Lion King vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, when they go into the ancestral lands. Uh, so yeah, nine out of ten, man. I'm uh, I'm very very comfortable with that, and I honestly consider going ten out of ten. But it takes a lot to get a ten out of ten. Right. So I like I like what you said there. Um, uh, it is like a hopeful version of Africa. So the scores have been calculated, and I gave this movie a three point nine out of five. You gave it a three. Point eight out of five. I think I think that's fair. Um, I actually, like, without a scoring system, I probably thought I would have won a little bit higher. But that's the that special effects category brought it down. Yes. Um. Yeah. Three point eight, three point nine. I, I think that's really fair. I mean, I think this movie's that good. Um. Yeah, and it's like I feel like a lot of times when people see reviews, they're like, "Oh, the only good reviews are fives or fours or four and a half. That's not the case. <laughs> Like, no, three I mean, is good. There was there was some flaws with this movie. It's not it's not a perfect movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's close. I mean I mean I think it gets up there for a very very good movie. Um, I wish I wish the Black Panther and uh, and Killmonger fight scene was a little bit longer. Um, I mean that's the only problem I can think about it honestly. But obviously the movie wasn't perfect. Um, this is just a very very good movie. No, so you you have people you have people on Facebook. Um, who are saying there's no possible way this movie could be rated as high as it's getting. And I think it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um, and they're saying that the only reason it's getting uh, as high as ratings as it's getting is because people are trying to be PC, which is total bullshit. This movie is just really, really good. Um, and people have to remember with Rotten Tomatoes, it's not an aggregate site. Um, so if anything is rated positively... Uh, it's either a hundred or zero on Rotten Tomatoes. It's basically either, it's, it's basically either you liked it or you didn't like yeah. it. Um, and ninety-seven percent of people that liked it, I don't know what the hell the other three percent were doing. I think <laughs> the other three percent purposely didn't want to like it. Yeah. Um, That's something I thought of too when I was watching this. I was like, what? Like, what is to not like about this? You know, uh, like there's stuff to not like about it, but what is it like? You leave that movie and you're like, I did not enjoy that movie. Yeah. No, people just suck. It's whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is a very, very good movie, um, and uh, I think that I think that score is very, very is if anything it might be a little bit low for how good this movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also do you want to touch up on the, quickly on the two after credit scenes? Yeah, definitely. So the very first after the credit scene was Wakanda kind of introducing himself to the world at large. Which uh, Black Panther looked fly walking <laughs> into that UN. Yes. He had like his the little like African scarf on as well as the all black suit. He looked mm. dope. Right. Um Yeah, so they finally they finally basically tell the world, Hey, we're not a third world country, we actually uh, know a lot of shit and we have vibranium and we're gonna use it to help help uh, better this world, which is the whole point of Killmonger and what a lot of people, what his what uh, T'Challa's father didn't want to do was expose Wakanda. And Killmonger wanted to say, hey, there's kids in Oakland, there's kids around Africa that are living in poverty, that are poor, uh, that are being imprisoned, and, uh, and there's some people even still being enslaved. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the technology to stop this. Why aren't you doing this? And that was another reason why you really saw yourself kind of rooting for Killmonger, because he had a lot of good points. Mm-hmm. Um, so they finally say, hey, we're not a third world country. We have the vibranium. We have a lot more than we even say we did because I think they said that all the vibranium was gone whenever yes. Claw stole it yeah. um, so like hey we have like enough to like last for the next like thousand years um, we're deciding to use this uh, here you go mm-hmm. um, so that was cool uh, and then the ending 
this actually ties into the ending of the movie wherever he goes into uh, he goes back to Oakland wherever uh, Killmonger was when he was a kid wherever his dad was was from and they are going to create like a like a learning center it was basically like, like a An cultural outreach, center yeah it's, I think it was like cultural outreach center yeah so I mean Bla- Black Panther is doing some shit now where he's trying to better the world besides mm. just kicking guys' ass right um, so that that was good um, so they, yeah that was our first end credit scene nothing too detrimental to the Avengers universe I mean everyone's gonna know that there's vibranium out there but mm. um, and then our secondary after all the credit scene was we finally see Bucky Barnes again yes. um, we see Winter Soldier and Shuri has him out I'm, I'm assuming on the outskirts of Wakanda yeah um he comes out, his arm is gone, which I also completely forgot that he lost his arm after mm. uh, Civil War. Yeah, um, it totally, like, rips it off, right? Yep. Um, so we finally see him again, uh, which I totally didn't touch back on, on this podcast. I was waiting for him to come in the entire goddamn movie. <laughs> I was waiting for the point where uh, Black Panther dies. Mm-hmm. Um, I was waiting for him to come in and fight Killmonger. I was waiting for all that to happen and never did. Each time I thought it was coming, it was something different, but it worked, so whatever. Right. Um, but it was good to see Winter Soldier. He doesn't look like he's about to switch into Russian mode and try to kill everyone. No, so he's kind of chilled out. It kind of seems like Sherry's kind of fixing him. Um, obviously, he's going to get a vibranium arm mm-hmm. um, to fight an Infinity War. Um, and that's basically it. Like You kind of just see that uh, that he's kind of back to normal again. As yeah, where, you fight, um, yeah, where Russian is... <laughs> yeah, of course. Where was Cap at the end of Civil War? I thought he was in Wakanda. Um, he was somewhere. He was he was out. Um, I, I think he's reassembling like Falcon and all them. Okay. Because, um, yeah, this is only a week after Civil War. Right. Um, so maybe he just did a quick pit stop in Wakanda, and then maybe he's elsewhere now. Right. He's on, he was on vacation. Um, yeah, I, I was going to be shocked if we saw Captain America in this movie. Yeah, no, um, no. I didn't expect but, him to show up either. I really thought we were going to see Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier mm-hmm. at some point. Um, but we just did at the very, very end of the credit scene. Nothing major. Yeah. Um, obviously setting up that he's going to be back to normal in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nothing too crazy. No Tony Stark, uh, no Thor crashing down or anything like that. Um, and we've already seen events that have transpired long after this movie takes place. Yes. Um, we've seen Spider-Man. We've seen uh, Doctor Strange. We've seen all that. We've seen Thor. Um, so we do know that there's nothing detrimental from this movie that plays into the further universe other than the T'Challa is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that they yeah. have vibranium and um, and Infinity War is coming. Oh, it is coming. Cannot oh. wait. No, so I'm very excited. Uh, so I gave Black Panther 3.8 out of, out of 5. Mm-hmm. Brian gave it a 3.9. Uh, we fucking love this movie. Yes. Um... I want to sincerely thank everyone for listening. Grandma, if you're still there, I hope you're still there. Um, it's been fun. I say I'm a lot, and I just realized it. Hey, man, it happens. I'm sure there are idiosyncrasies that people will pick up on for both of us. Don't worry about them. Just, like, soldier through it. I think you low-key just called me an idiot, but I'll let that go. <laughs> Well, I called um, myself one as well. If it makes I'm sense also better. blaming a lot of this, my heavy breathing, not on my weight, but on the 100% alcoholic drink I'm drinking right now, <laughs> right, right. which I'm getting jumpy again. <laughs> so, uh, like, Black Panther will be back in Avengers. We will be back in about a week. We're going to game plan. Our show will get a lot better. 
Um, we are going to stay on top of this. Um, if you want to listen into the Brian hate hate club, uh, we will be posting that out at some point this week. Some point it'll be it'll happen. Um, but we will be back next week. And thank you very very much for listening. Yes, guys, thank you so much. Make sure you rate us on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, like, rate, share, rate, all that stuff. Rate, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, mm-hmm. and then resubscribe and give us some love um we will probably be posting this first on youtube because itunes we're a little too dangerous for itunes right now so we're hoping they approve us we're we're like the bad boys of the itunes world the bad the bad boys of movie podcasts like the bad boy nerds so (laughs) uh, yeah we'll definitely we'll be on itunes this is probably gonna come out on youtube first so we really appreciate the support we really appreciate everyone listening um, I will stop saying I'm a lot and I will stop breathing heavily into the mic. I will go to the gym for like a day or two. Right. Um, but thanks very much, guys. Yes, thank you. Peace.